Hello, and welcome to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. I'm your host, Joni Advent Maher, mystic, spiritual midwife, and visionary leadership guide. It's my great pleasure to share inspiring and intimate conversations and emerging wisdom gathered from our collective feminine journey of awakening. My guests are revolutionary women at the cutting edge of both personal and global transformation. I invite you to join us in claiming our sovereignty, changing the world, and flourishing no matter what. Welcome to the Trust Talk Sessions. I'm your host, Joni Advent Maher, and it's my pleasure and delight to welcome old friend Mary Lunin to the show today. Mary is the founder of Dare to Blossom Life Coaching. She's the creator of the Dare to Blossom Rediscovery Cards, and she is a multiple-time author with her most recent book, The Powerful Voice of the Quiet Ones, Reflections on an Introvert's Life. And Mary was my guest, I'm going to say it was three years ago at this point. Her episode was number 20, and not surprisingly, it was Dare to Blossom. Mary's passion is helping people to find their way home to themselves and to rediscover their inner wisdom. She is a rare individual whose quiet presence and wisdom brings more support and insight than a loud, talkative style. Welcome, Mary. Thank you, Jodie. It's lovely to hear those, those words spoken. Thank you. Yes, it's my pleasure. And I, I love and welcome your, your presence, your unique presence, which is... Uh, would say it's it's like a softer palette, but not it doesn't diminish or take away what you bring in any way. In some ways, it deepens it. So, I would love for us to dive in and to just talk about how trust is present for you in your life these days and in your work? And, and if there is anything unique to being, quote, one of the quiet ones that, that impacts how trust operates in your life or for you? Yes, interesting questions. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, yes, I read through what we were planning to talk about whilst we're here and just left it there really just to let it germinate a little and see what might emerge when we came to this conversation in real time which I like to do things that way so yes something about I mean the, the trust in these I mean you can use all the words everybody else uses extraordinary unprecedented whatever it is times that we're living in just at this moment in the middle of COVID-19 um, and it's it's led to a lot of people's relationship with trusts having to change I think 
all sorts of ways, which you know, I won't go into any general examples, but I feel for me, it's been, it's, it's been about trusting myself in a way, about trusting that I can be in this time and be able to go through it and, and remain, um, remain in the flow. The question I really responded to was about how has it impacted on my relationship with flow? Mm-hmm. That really feels the one that, that drew me in. And there's something, I mean, there's being one of the quiet ones, being an introvert is, is a great advantage in this time of seclusion and self-isolation. It's what we love doing. <laughs> yes. You know, I've seen so many memes and things on online on Facebook about, you know, oh, what a gift to introverts. You know, everybody loves this, which is, you know, being facetious perhaps, but it's obviously a germ of truth in that. <laughs> We're probably very well prepared to cope with the isolated from people because you know the the definition i've always chimed with is that if you're an introvert or on that side of it we're all different of course we're all on a scale of things but if you have introverts ways of being in the world that you recharge your energy by withdrawing from people and going somewhere quiet or going out in nature or you know, sitting down with a book or a journal so that's what i've been doing a lot of and people who are more on the extrovert scale recharge their energy by going out and enjoying being with people and the buzz and the energy of lots of interaction and so they're the ones who are suffering most at this time I think yes I I think you're right because I, I live in a house with two extroverts and I see the ways that they start to crave that uh, stimulation and contact and buzz that comes with being in the outer world I think yeah, you're correct. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm missing my, you know, missing my close groups of friends who I would meet, you know, one to one for coffee or a walk and those sort of things. And the hugs, it's the physical contact that mm-hmm. you miss the most, isn't it? It's being able to just have a share a hug with a friend and stroll along and have a chat, or whatever it is. But you know, it'll, it'll come back in some way or other. And the, such a gift of the online world has been such an extraordinary thing at this time that's helped all of us, I think. Yes, we are very fortunate that we're able to connect and even today for you and I to be able to connect in this way and and then to then reach listeners in whatever corner of the world that they are in similarly. Uh, it, it is a powerful medium. So I, I guess I'm wondering, your hallmark is this dare to blossom and to me, that implies that there, there is a, an issue of trust or a question of trust to, to dare to blossom. There must be, it seems, implied um, a trust that whether that would be a safe thing to do. I mean, there's risk, but, but, but that it's, it's a worthwhile thing to do. Do you, do you have any sense of... When you think about that trust and how it how it overlaps with the cornerstone of your work yes yes i mean it's you know, that business name has always been a, a challenge for me <laughs> and for others <laughs> people would say well well have you have you dared to blossom and i would always say well it's you know, it's a work in progress it's a practice it's something we keep on repeating is taking one step and then taking another step and, and that does very much involves trust and it's bringing to mind as you speak then of the 
you know, the, the um, take the step and the bridge will appear. Mm. which I love that and it's you know that is a very scary thing to do <laughs> you know take that step into the unknown and trust that you'll be supported that you won't fall that something will be there to catch you even if you do fall a little there'll be a safety net of some sort um, yes thinking now how that relates to flow is, is almost I'm just seeing in my image a friend of mine is a wonderful artist and she's got this beautiful painting which shows somebody um, a, a tiny figure sort of doing a swan dive into the into the ether really into these beautiful colors that she's painted behind it and that's the ultimate um, expression of trust in some ways it's showing somebody just diving off into what must be unknown um, mm. but it's beautiful Color and flow. I can't. I won't, won't uh, try and find it now. But it's uh, it's a beautiful image, and that's really what I know happens is when I take that that bold step. It may be only a small step for some people, but usually it's a bold step for me because I'm a, you know, quite a, a cautious, reticent person, or I have been in the past. You know, it's something that people I feel in myself, but people don't see it that way either. Sometimes so it's something about that trusting and then the flow takes me and it's letting go of the um the fear and the expectations and all those things that make make me hesitate on the edge of that step forward yes and is there a time that you can remember uh trusting and leaning into that fear or taking the next step despite the fear Oh, well, there's, there's probably lots of them, but yes. Yeah. Um, let me think if I can think of a good example. Um, I mean, the one of the big ones, which is quite bizarre now, seeing all the things coming around with the anniversary, is when I planned my trip to New Zealand last autumn. Mm -hmm. um, because um, that just came up as an opportunity, and I hadn't been to see my sister and her family who emigrated there years ago. For a long time and um, and there was all sorts of you know, things about trust that like my husband's health could be okay for me to go and that everything would slot into place and uh, none of us knew what was to come this year then right I'm glad i went uh, and people would say to me well you're very brave traveling by yourself that way around the world from england but actually i didn't feel that at all because i've done it before and it, i didn't feel it the first time actually but for me, that was that was fine. That wasn't a big thing, strange that that may sound to say that, but there was the trust that it would work out. And, and even though there were some things that came up along the way, as it does with any journey, that tested that, that feeling of trust quite a bit. And it was there that that was the right thing to do, and it would all work out perfectly as it did in the end. Mm. Yes, and it to me, it seems like that kind of trust like there was a big payoff there there was a big gift waiting for you on the other side once you got there it would seem first of all just visiting new zealand itself but but also having a sister that you haven't seen i'm guessing in quite some time no that's right i hadn't well, i hadn't been there for 11 years i'd seen her more recently but not that recently and you know, some of the families, she has three daughters and seven grandchildren, all live close in the area. So some of the children I haven't not met mm -hmm. 
in person at all. I've met them online on, on video and things. But so it was a wonderful, wonderful time to get that reward, as you say. And it was very much a spiritual journey for me as well. There was a you know a deeper sort of significance to that travel and that journey. And I'm not entirely sure I could even put that into words even now, but it still feels a big it was entirely what was intended to be happening at that particular time once I'd taken that first step and step forward in trust that it would all work out there's all sorts of things that are still emerging now for me from that that journey that decision to go mm-hmm. so it sounds almost like it was a bit of a vision quest so to speak mm, it was indeed yes absolutely it was it was very much like that and, I'm not sure if I've shared with you the experience I had during that summer when I was planning a trip about being in hospital. Is it appropriate to share that? Yes, please. Um, I'll try and be brief because I know we don't have a lot of time. This is actually in the in the book we're going to discuss at the end, so people can read it if they wanted to. Um, but I had to go to hospital for some tests, and one of the tests ended up being um, a lumbar puncture. Which I had to make a decision whether to have that or not. If anybody knows about that, it's not something you particularly undertake lightly. But I was informed, and I was by myself, my husband wasn't with me, and informed it was the only way to be sure that I hadn't suffered a bleed on the brain, which is what they were investigating. Wow. So I was lying on the bed, and when the, you have to have your back to the doctor as they're doing this, of course, because he's accessing your spine. And it's so easy to forget in that medical environment, but I remembered to ask source for help mm. that was all that was my thought was you know i just i'm just reaching out for some help please and what i saw as i was lying there was um a humpback whale and her calf floating in the water as you see in the pictures i've never seen this in re- real life but i could see it really clearly in my mind's eyes i can now as i'm telling you and i could see her eye and it was looking at me with the most beautiful mother's love Aww. and it was just so so powerfully um, comforting it was just a comfort it was a mother's love being sent to me mm. um, and that was just so amazing and, and somebody somebody doesn't live near me but who happened to see it online one of my friends she sent me that same evening she sent me a clip from the news which said that a humpback whale had been seen off the coast of Cornwall only actually very few miles from where I was in the hospital <laughs> wow isn't that amazing wow wow quite rare in this area wow yeah wow my whale had come to visit and she came to me in spirit obviously because she couldn't actually swim to the hospital (laughs) isn't that extraordinary it is it is extraordinary it is and just the uh the ways that we can be tuned in and supported when we when we whether make the choice or we remember oh i can ask for help wow so it it seems to me that that that's all part of this larger spiritual uh we'll say story that's unfolding around your trip yes yes i mean i spent some time meditating i had quite a long recovery time during that period just from whatever was going on and i spent a lot of time just resting and meditating and, and connecting with the whale again and mm. the message she gave me was simply deep and slow. Mm. Well, whale medicine, I know, is also akin to remembering who we are. It's like remembering mm. our, our true nature. 
is is part of what I have heard as well. So very, very powerful passage. So you mentioned uh, your book and would love to have you share about that. I know that one of our fortunate and blessed listeners today is going to uh, receive a free copy of your book in, uh, in the ebook format. So can you tell us about that? Yes, yes. The book is called The Powerful Voice of the Quiet Ones, as you mentioned earlier. And it's actually emerged after I come back from New Zealand on that trip because I've been writing, I'm still writing a, a bigger and longer book about my work and my, my processes that I've developed. And this was originally going to be part of that book, a sort of memoir section. But when I came back, which is not long before Christmas in 2019, all of a sudden this book decided it wanted to be published on its own. It wanted to be a standalone book. Very clear. <laughs> didn't have any say that matters. These things are. And I did it really quickly. So over the Christmas period, and I published it in January. I just self-published it. And um, it's a little slim book. And, uh, it's got a, you know, I put in some of the black and white photographs from my childhood. Actually, the people who buy the, or, or were given in this case, the the ebook get the colour photographs, so they get a benefit which you don't get in the printed copy. Um, some of my childhood photographs are so old they're in black and white, but mm -hmm. the, the more recent ones are in colour, so that will be an additional <laughs> additional benefit. Um, so I've included photographs and you know some reflections and writing memoir is so interesting because it's such a an interesting thing to choose how, what you include and what you don't include. Um, but there's also, um, you know, some of, the, some of the stories and some of the wisdom that I've learned. So it is about me, obviously, because it's a memoir, but it's also some, some wisdom that I've shared from my journey along the way. And I'm 67 now, so I've got a little bit to share I've gathered through the years. And it was a wonderful experience writing it. And the fact that I I shared it with my sister who I visited in New Zealand and I shared it with my husband who's not involved in my work very much, sort of partners on, but they've both read it and I think that's sort of changed our relationship to a certain degree then having read it so that's made a big difference too in sort of ways that are very subtle and hard to, hard to quantify but that's made a difference. Mm, yeah so there's a revealing that happens when we share those deeper parts of ourselves with the people that know us in a kind of in our day-to-day -day way. Yes, yes, there's so much of, you know, so much of my work takes part of my online community, which I'm mm -hmm. really, I've got so many wonderful friends like you, Jodie, who I've met this way, but we've never met in person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe one mm -hmm. day. Um, but it, 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 say, it feels like it is a very powerfully strong and real connection regardless yes. of how we've met and how we connect and um, but it does mean that very often that's not shared with my family and my husband people I, I live with so it's, it's interesting isn't it whereas if it was physical meetings even so it wouldn't be so much because I used to go out for those in, in previous times um, but it would be perhaps more brought into my day-to-day -day life whereas the online world isn't in a lot of ways so it's really interesting in that way and uh, the other wonderful thing that's come out of the book is that I, I set up a Facebook group called The Powerful Voice of the Quiet Ones for people who wanted to support me. And I've not done that before of any of my other books. And it was quite a big step as well. I was opening it up for pre-orders and that sort of thing, which is a, 
a very good motivator as we start ordering it. You've really got a lot of accountability there to make sure it actually does come to something and actually is produced. But it was wonderful, and then people have been supporting me through that, and I've been doing readings of the book in that group. So the whole of the book has been read aloud on that on that group too. So that was another new experience for me doing that. So it's the whole thing has been about community. As well as mm. as well as trust, they're so coming back to trust. That was a trusting um, experience too. It was them trusting in me that I actually would produce this thing that they already paid the money for, and, mm. and me trusting them with uh, with this sort of tender little green shoot that wasn't yet ready to go out into the world, and sharing my experiences of that and, and how it was going, and being very open and authentic about the ups and downs of, of a, a writer's life, if you like. <laughs> mm. Well, and it sounds like there's also the trust in yourself that you would indeed complete it and that you could uh, move through this process and, and come out with this, this new form, this new baby of yours, so to speak. Mm. Yes, they're very much babies when we when we write these things and produce these things, aren't they? They're, they're they good. are. They yeah. are. So I want to let our listeners know that, that we will be giving uh, the book away today. Uh, the Powerful Voice of the Quiet Ones will be giving away today. And the way we... Up, up, so up until midnight Eastern time you can go to the pop-up Facebook group for this event, which is the Trust Talk Sessions group on Facebook. And we'll have all the ways that you can enter to win Mary's book. And if you don't win and you're still interested in purchasing a copy, I'm sure that she would be more than happy to oblige you. So Mary, how can people purchase your book if they're interested in reading it, perhaps long after this episode has aired when it's been given away? Well, the easiest way would be to go to my website. And I know you're going to have the link there. And yes. We make sure that it also goes to the direct page for the books, which is actually under about, and then a drop down menu for books. It appears there, but it's not always noticeable on the front. It's on the front page, sorry, it's on the front page anyway. So people scroll down and find the link. And so there's two versions: there's the print copy, um, which you can you can buy from from Amazon or anywhere else if you'd like to do it that way, or you can order one direct from me. And in that case, there's it's obviously shipping to pay because it comes from Cornwall in England, where I am. But what I love doing is signing them for people and putting in a personal note for you mm. wherever you are in the world. And I know people people value that. I, I do that all the time with authors that I love following. And so mm -hmm. having, knowing it's come from their hand to mine makes it much more special in some ways. So I love to do that for people if people would like that. And the other way is to buy the ebook, which is simply a PDF document. It's not a Kindle one as yet. I haven't got the grips with the formatting for that yet, but so that is only available direct from me. So the person who wins it, I will send it to them by email or through Messenger, whichever they prefer. And if anybody wants to order it, then they can do that from the website as well. Wonderful. Wonderful. And I do want to give a shout 
out again related to Mary's original episode because it's it's always fascinating to hear that was a more expanded conversation to hear kind of the deeper roots of the Dare to Blossom story and Mary's story. So I would point you to that. So I want to say thank you, Mary, for being with us today and for, for sharing your wisdom and your depth. Thank you, Joni. It's a joy as always to talk with you. Hmm. Thank you. And I want to thank you, dear listener, as well for being here with us. And I want to remind you, as always, to trust what your heart knows. Thanks for listening to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend and be sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And visit theradianceequation.com to receive your copy of The Radiance Equation, a visionary's guide to coming out of hiding, owning your wisdom, and creating your greatest impact.